0: Hey everybody, Brian McCumber here from Tech Money Talks. I am excited because today we have someone who came highly recommended to be on the podcast. We are fortunate to have Emma Reed as a special guest on the show. She is on the rise in drop shipping and is quickly becoming an internet personality. And for those of you in drop shipping, you need to get to know who Emma is because within eight months, she's produced over a half a million dollars in drop shipping and is living the laptop lifestyle. If you're interested in starting an online business to make extra money, you better save this episode in your back pocket and listen to it over and over again because the stories and the tips you're going to learn here will give you the opportunity to quickly launch your own business to help your bank account grow fat. Emma is one of the youngest female professional drop shippers on the planet, earning a strong six-figure income by the young age of 22 years old. Over the past year before my eyes, she's been sharing her tips and growing her influence while keeping it real the whole time. Time is money and everyone is looking to get a piece of her time and I'm so happy to have her on the show today. Emma, thanks for joining us. How's it going? Hey.
1: It's awesome. Thanks. It's great to be on here. Uh, awesome. I love talking about this stuff.
0: Oh, that's great. Well, hey, you're doing a great job at it uh, for sure. And I've been catching you online through uh, you know, Instagram and YouTube, and I'm pretty sure we'll get a chance to dive all into that. To take a step back for the audience, can you share your journey into dropshipping?
1: Okay. So basically, I'm not an overnight success story. So I've been earning money online since I was 16. So wow. it's, I've been in, been in this world for quite a while now. That's um, awesome. But yeah, I just hit over500,000 dollars in one of my dropship stores, and that was pretty awesome experience. Uh, since I, when I was 16, I was running a profitable Tumblr blog. That was kind of my first intro into the space. I was doing affiliate marketing and promoting an app to a large audience on there. And I made around $60,000 in pure profit from that. No startup costs, no expenses, just using the free, they're using the free traffic.
0: Um, (laughs) And
1: and then I've just been doing all those sorts of things like different testing, different online money-making activities, like uh, having blogs, uh, affiliate marketing, domain flipping, uh, I even sold pictures of cats for crypto using the website, the game CryptoKitties, Kitties, uh, oh, a couple okay. of years ago. Yeah,
0: I remember catching that, <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's cool,
1: yeah. That was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then I moved into dropshipping.
0: Wow, that man, that is really awesome. So, this is so amazing. So, even to take a step back further, like, how did you? How did you venture into the space of, of e comm and online business?
1: When I was growing up, my mom was really into computers and, you know, teaching herself how to fix them, um, remove viruses, even build them from scratch. Wow, so,
0: really cool. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. she's really cool. Um, when I was about six, so this is going back to 2004, I was actually helping her build a website with Microsoft Front page. So. I have been around on the internet since I was a baby, really. Um,
0: (laughs) Well, that's cool. So, your mom's a techie, then. So, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's really Uh, good. Okay. So, now I'm making the connection. All right.
1: Um, And then after that, I guess I kind of got addicted to the internet and gaming at a really young age Uh, when I was, yeah, a, a really big gamer. Um, And when I was 11, I come across this um, online game called Habbo Hotel and figured out that there was a bit of a marketplace going on there. You could uh, have in-game currency that you buy with real money and basically had to buy and sell furniture to decorate your room and throw parties.
0: So a little Uh online
1: community. Uh Um, And then I managed to... Figure out how to game that a little bit, get more of the in-game currency. You know, I was just a kid, so I was just having fun. But it was a bit of an experiment into the business world of things.
0: Yeah. And,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's really good for kids when they're young to get into that, that kind of thing. Um, and then after that, I did manage to make around $100 in PayPal money from that venture at 11 years old. And that was my first real kind of intro. And that's what so led to real
0: money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: That's what led to real money.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, man. Yeah. I'm glad that you touched on that because like, especially, you know, kids, you know, learning through games, you know, that's such a popular thing. And, and even like, I'm not sure if you read the book, like Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, but he has that game called Cashflow. And that's where you kind of learn some of the business principles about earning passive income. And, you know, basically, you know, he says you get out of the rat race when uh, when your passive income exceeds your earned income. Through games, you're learning those business principles. And then for you, you know, being in, in the gaming that, you know, you learn some of these things. And then the cool thing is that you actually turned it into real cash afterwards.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's really important to start doing that stuff when you're young. And I do see a lot of people getting into it now at such young ages. Like there's these 10 year olds on Instagram selling slime through like PayPal money and stuff.
0: It's ridiculous. It's, It's
1: actually amazing that this generation is becoming such young business people
0: man wow that's a really great story too so then what uh, what was the story behind you know actually kind of stumbling upon like drop shipping and then venturing into that space
1: okay so uh back in 2016 i was in between projects and decided that i should probably get my first you know real job because i was finishing up high school and i hadn't had a real job before just oh. been making money on the internet um, wow. so I picked up a receptionist job for around six months until I got completely bored of it. I don't know how people work normal jobs <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and, and then I started up an affiliate blog again and started getting that rolling. It was in mm-hmm. the fitness fitness niche, but um, I did come across a post on Black Hat World by Frank Hatchett. I mentioned him before, but that's (laughs) my, my real, um, intro into dropshipping. It was this post about, um, how you could take these products from Aliexpress, run ads for it or promote it using, um, Facebook group hacking. So posting in Facebook groups, Hey, check Uh out this product or look what I just bought and linking to the product. Yeah. So so my blog was on woocommerce and uh sorry wordpress and i decided to just you know test this and see if it worked see if i could get a sale from this whole online e-commerce thing and i threw up a store on woocommerce the add-on for wordpress and got it rolling and that was my first experience drop shipping
0: wow that's awesome and what year was that when you, when you got started?
1: 2016. So like three years ago.
0: Wow. Yeah. And even then, like, I mean, and you you probably now since then can see how things have, have changed. But, you know, even starting back then, really awesome. Because I think that that was like a really good time to, to get started, uh, especially if you were working with ads and stuff like that. Great yeah. Stuff.
1: Yeah. Great. I was I was getting conversions for like one dollar a pop using free plus shipping. That, and that oh, was just insane. Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's really <laughs> cool yeah, for sure. Man, this is awesome. So yeah, this is really awesome. And and you know what? In doing some research on you, I remember catching uh what you mentioned. If you can, you know, share that the supplier story that 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 you ran into because i thought that was really a good like lesson learned and it sounds like it's becoming one of your strengths now and i don't want to ruin it for the audience but i'll let you kind of share that that story with
1: so i you know how i was running the free plus shipping offers on that store getting conversions for one dollars a pop with this like fitness brand website it was a blog slash little online store yeah and I was, I had my first real experience running ads. Like I had never run ads before this, like paid ads on Facebook. So I had to learn all that from scratch. But once I did, I was, I had the ball running. I was getting sales, uh, got around 300 orders. Things were going excellent. Wow. Until till my supplier ran away, cut me off and didn't ship any of them. <laughs> oh my
0: God. <laughs> oh my god yeah
1: yeah 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 one of the
0: real life challenges of like real dropshipper that it's kind of like part of the growing pains and and lessons learned along the way but yeah i'll let you continue sharing the story
1: yeah if you're scaling you really need to make sure that you have a good supplier and you're focusing on the back end because after this i i couldn't find the product on aliexpress anywhere else I couldn't find a supplier for it anywhere, so I was kind of stuck holding the bag and I had to refund all of the customers, 300 people, and I was out the ad costs, I was out uh, the product costs, I was out everything, and I was in the negative, so that was a real bad experience, but it has definitely taught me a lot about really doing your research on the suppliers and taking care of the customers because the customers are the blood of your business. Yeah. And not many um, not many young dropshippers really pay attention to that in the beginning stages. It's all about, you know, getting the sales. And I respect yeah. that. I was like that too. Yeah. But it comes, comes to a point when you need to focus, especially if you're scaling.
0: Very well said. And yeah, I mean, for the audience listening, um, it, it's part of the the growing you know pains. you know initially, as you're venturing into drop shipping, you know you're just hoping to get sales and then you want to get more sales. like Emma said, is just like you know focusing on the back end and making sure taking care of your customer because hopefully you can get repeat customers if you actually have a good you know funnel on the system going through. and hopefully we could talk a little bit about that. But in this case, related to the supplier, something like this to to hit, I mean, it would knock anybody out of the game altogether. How did it impact you and how did you overcome
1: that? So it actually did knock me out of the game. I got totally demotivated and I threw in the towel for a while there. Wow. Uh, I decided instead of like, because I couldn't, I didn't really have the knowledge to fix it back then because I was so, so young in the space, so new to it all. Um, looking back I could have like really tried to find another supplier um, ordered it in bulk and told everyone to wait and give them like a discount because it was taking so long I could have kind of recovered doing that but um, yeah sometimes you just you just give up and I decided to test something else I took the product and figured out that I could actually make my own uh, version of this product, handmade just by me, and it would give me more control over the supply line because I was the one, <laughs> you know, making it and shipping yeah. it and all of yeah, that. Yeah,
0: gave you full control. <laughs>
1: yeah, full control, but full control is not and always And full good. responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um I couldn't scale it because I couldn't teach other people how to make it at that time and you know I was I couldn't I didn't hire out and and all of that the stuff that you need to do to really really scale something when it's your own product with dropshipping it's kind of easy to scale because you're not in control of the supply line and shipping the product but once when, when it's a real uh, private label brand then yeah, you're you're in control unless you outsource it.
0: Wow, wow, yeah, and that's good. And and you know this this shows you know the, the perseverance that you had. So like you know it knocked you out for a bit, or really is just kind of like a setback. And and I think you were probably just kind of regathering, just kind of assessing what happened. But I could tell you know you have it in you where you know you're a problem solver and you're looking for solutions. And as your first step, you took full control. And then you saw some of the drawbacks of, you know, taking full control that it wasn't as scalable like you could do before. Now, up to this point, you know, what's the process of of the way you're doing your, you know, product sourcing and things like that?
1: So um, I actually, once I had scaled up my $500,000 store, I sent to fulfillment centers. So I ordered it in bulk from Alibaba or like my supplier as well on AliExpress. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they do you deals and you already know them. So you're connected. Um, And then I sent it, uh, imported it in bulk to the US and set up with a fulfillment center. So I still wasn't fulfilling the product myself. I didn't have to touch it, but they were doing it. They were doing the shipping domestically, um, really fast shipping. So, uh, customers got the product in like two days, which is wow. amazing for getting repeat business. <laughs> and
0: yeah, <laughs> that's really awesome. Yeah, so hopefully the audience is catching on to that. So Emma figured out, you know, coming back in that there's other ways to make sure that that you can have a solid source and then even improve on things, you know, faster shipping times and things like that. It's really awesome, and I think you know at the level that you're at now and what you're producing and the lessons that you learn and you overcome, overcame now I would say you know that product source and that's becoming one of your strengths would you say so yeah (laughs) (laughs) really awesome stuff that's great so you know one of the things that I did catch and kind of following you on on Instagram was that that 75 hard challenge can you share with the audience a little bit about that
1: uh so the 75 hard challenge is Basically, it looks like an exercise challenge. You've got to uh, drink uh, a gallon of water a day, do two 45-minute workouts a day, uh, read 10 pages of a book every day, and go on a diet. It doesn't matter what diet it is, but you can either cut something out of your diet, like don't have sugar, or stick to strict strict macros and calories, whatever, but it's not a diet, it's a discipline challenge. So it is designed to make you disciplined, to to really make you push past your, um, your excuses. So I'm doing it for 75 days and if I can stick to doing those things for 75 days without missing it, then I'm going to master my mind and be able to do little things more easily and not procrastinate that's what the 75 hard challenge is about really strengthening your mind
0: really awesome really awesome stuff and yeah i mean that that's been great and i love the the one part and i'm not sure if it was like originally a part of it but you said that you always do something that scares you
1: oh that i added that in (laughs) you added
0: that i thought that yeah really cool um because basically you know a big part of you know success is about being comfortable with being uncomfortable. And, you know, even from my experience, it's just like, you know, it's more about perception. So, you know, if there's something that you don't know or haven't tried, but you want to get into, instead of being fearful about it, you know, I get excited about it because it's just like, man, if I don't know it, I'm going to, there's something new I'm going to learn. So I'm excited. You know, it might be awkward and you're just kind of learning, but uh, it's just more about, about your mindset and And I love that that uh, you know that you added that to the list because I think it's really powerful. But, yeah, do you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, sure. I am really big on doing things that scare you at the moment. Like I have led a really private life and, you know, been in a little bit of a bubble. And I decided uh, two months ago, I think it was, to really get out and start networking and actually interacting with people, sharing my story. And I decided that I'm going to do that by doing one thing every day that scares me, and I added that to the 75 hard list just to make it easier.
0: <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> but yeah. Um, so I became comfortable on camera. I was like definitely afraid of the camera. I've been doing <laughs> podcasts; those uh-huh. those scare me too.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs>
1: and and all of that, and just really challenging myself to see what's next because you're never gonna know um what you're good at if you don't try it
0: very well said, yeah, and hopefully the audience is catching on to that because Emma's sharing her journey, and it's just so awesome to watch and and really, I think it's just the beginning for you. I mean, I think you're gonna uh over this next year or two, I could see you blowing up very, very fast. And because you're basing things on some of these success principles that are there, which is really awesome. And, and I noticed, uh, you know, even with the books that, that you've been highlighting uh, on your profile and stuff like that, I was wondering if you could share with, with the audience, like, you know, your kind of thoughts behind, you know, that self-education and, and you know, learning, you know, the success principles and things like that.
1: Self-education is, is really good because... You're kind of learning uh, as well as through experience. You can learn through other people's experience as well. And that's why reading is good. But to be honest with you, I haven't, I I didn't start reading until about six months ago. So I've been doing this without books, but they, they are really helping now. I can see so much more potential out there and I highly recommend that people really read up on all of these books. Uh, as well as um, definitely try, trying things through experience because that's how you learn the most through actions, yeah. through doing and yeah. actually getting that, that negative feedback and that positive feedback that pushes you forward.
0: Yeah. And that was very well said. And and I think it touches on two really good points. One is because say people that even if they started in reverse, where maybe they were just more reading more, consuming more, but not really taking action, then those principles not being applied is, is not helping them as much. Where part of your journey is where, you know, you sort of started out just by doing testing seeing what works and because you had the perseverance and the mindset to wanna figure out a solution you've done that in so many different ways throughout your journey and now uh like you said if it was only 6 months ago i mean man that's awesome because now you're on a fast track because uh now having that mindset having those habits and now you're applying you know the principles that you know some of the other great you know authors and things like that that have that have given, wow, it's just going to skyrocket for you. That, that's just amazing stuff for sure. Um, but the second point that I wanted to bring up was that trial and error, that testing. So going back to, you know, drop shipping, I think it's one thing that's really important. And I think you've touched on it in, 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 in other forms, which is, you know, the importance of, of product testing. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about
1: that. Oh, well, firstly, I want to say with the first part, you're spot on there. <laughs> I, I definitely definitely was one to just take action and throw shit at the wall and see like saw what stuck, yeah. what actually worked without yeah. like getting caught up in the overanalyzing and reading and consuming I was I was doing. Doing and that that's yeah. key. Yeah, yeah, doing.
0: For sure, for sure. And hopefully the audience is catching on to that because you know I I talked to so many people and I think by now you're probably, you know, becoming a mentor for For so many people and you know really it's about encouraging them just to take action and not to be not to be fearful right you know coming you know overcoming what scares you for some reason people are stuck at that point
1: yeah exactly um but a little secret here Everything you want is on the other side of fear.
0: Nice. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, the success principles there has just been really awesome. And you know what? I was wondering if you could explain, you know, what you were sharing on your profile, the the cube. How do you pronounce that?
1: Pomodoro cube.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe share yeah. that with the audience, what you know.
1: Uh, so. So I have this little uh, cube with numbers on it. So it goes from five to 25. So five, 10, 15, 20, 25. And you flip the cube uh, and face the number that you want upwards. And once that number is facing up, it will start a timer. And the whole premise behind this timer is that it's using the Pomodoro technique, which is a way to avoid procrastination so you set a 20 25 minute timer, no distractions and you just work on the task for 25 minutes. Once the timer beeps at you, you're done and you take a break for however long you like, but normally it's 5 minutes. Take a break, you rest, you think about something else for a while. And then if you depending on your schedule, if you want to resume that same task or another task, then you start all over again. You do 25 minutes. And this really Helps you focus on the task at hand instead of this big scary thing, like say you have a hundred emails in your inbox and you're like, oh wow, I don't really want to answer all of these. How am I going to ever do it in time? I don't even yeah. want to start. It yeah. switches you from that, that pain really to doing. So if you start the timer, you're like, okay, I only have to do this for 25 minutes. Let's go. Let's jump straight into it. And that's yeah. the whole The whole thing behind the cube there's a (laughs) lot of a lot of apps on um on chrome or your phone Uh, just search for pomodoro timer and you'll find one
0: yeah that's really awesome and how do you feel like it's been helping you a lot
1: yeah definitely
0: that's awesome. Yeah. And it was cool because I remember uh, as you were sharing that and I caught, I think it was like one of the stories where you had like even a, kind of explaining that and you were doing that through the, the doodles or the sketching, which I thought was really cool. Share a little bit more about that because I, I love uh, things that are that are shared through through sketch and through art. And I think it's a really powerful technique that, but I think it even grasps, you know, older audience as well, like anybody, you know, they can learn through through pictures or through sketches and things like
1: that. Yeah, definitely um, showing things and trying to teach things with images. It makes you, it makes it kind of click in the audience's mind better. Uh, I yes. learned that through um, reading .com Secrets by Russell Brunson, who has all these, <laughs> Little yeah, it has got the best you,
0: sketches in there, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> little pictures where you can really like remember the concept and core yeah. idea that he's teaching. Yeah. Uh, so that post on Instagram was of uh I think there was one with the Pomodoro timer, and it said, "Your brain is like an egg; don't overcook it by working so much." And that was uh-huh. like a picture of an egg, egg on fire, and stuff.
0: Is that and what that was?
1: Kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it brings like a little bit of humor into it and like a visual image to the concept and you can remember things a lot better if there's like a visual visual image there
0: yeah that's awesome stuff (laughs) yeah you know and i'm glad that you brought up you know russell brunson's sketches as well because yeah those you know really hit home and then you know he ran with it and now you see all his material you know has those sketches and it just really lays it out to get a quick understanding of of what the principles are and then of course you know you can you can read through the material and learn you know deeper details but then you can always reference those sketches and it's a quick reminder and a quick reference i think there's something really powerful about that um and it's awesome and it's really cool that that you started sharing that uh with the way that you're you're teaching uh, with your audience, which is cool.
1: Yeah, 100%. I hope to do more of it. It's pretty entertaining as well for me to <laughs> <laughs> be doing that. The, like the, drawing the, is fun. Stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, well, actually, you know, so for the audience, see if we can cover, you know, any kind of tips or strategies that, that you have. You know, I did catch that video that you shared of getting started under... getting started with ten dollars you want to share that with the audience
1: yeah so many people say that you need all this startup capital to start drop shipping but that's not true you can actually get started for the price of lunch like ten dollars and that's what i did (laughs) myself so (laughs) there's no excuses
0: yeah 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 and and even they even explain that if you can at the, like a high level yeah,
1: at Shopify uh, developers. You can actually sign up for free uh, for Shopify without needing a trial using the Shopify Developers platform. So this is a little secret that I figured out along the way. I was a bit wow. um, a, of a penny pincher with my money, and you know I kind of discovered that you can do Shopify for free without having to pay monthly. Uh, with the Shopify developers platform, you uh, sign up and pretend that you're a website developer making a store for someone else, and, yeah. but you're actually making it for yourself. And this way, you get to use their free kind of uh, trial kind of thing where you don't have to pay unless you get around 50 sales. If you get over 50 sales, then you have to start paying for Shopify. And this is a great way for people new to dropshipping to start out because it, if you don't get any sales, then you don't pay anything.
0: Wow. Yeah, that is really powerful and a really great tip. And hopefully the audience caught on to that because I've used the uh, Shopify developers and and really for that purpose. And you do get the full features uh, out of there, which which is really awesome. So, yeah, doing it for yourself. And I did not know about that, like the 50 order limit. But, you know, that that should be enough to kind of get your wheels in motion and to to cover the low monthly payment for keeping the Shopify store open if you're getting up to 50 sales, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh the the uh other trade-off is that you can't install paid apps even if they have a free trial but you can install some apps so uh, I think Luke's reviews is one that allows you to install it with the developers platform. Yeah and there's a bunch of bunch of others like Reversion and all that they let you install it for testing but you have to really make sure what you install can actually be done. Mm. Um, Good People point. don't tell you about the program because they want you to sign up under their affiliate link. But sorry, guys, I don't have one. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know how to do it for free.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, you've been dropping real value for sure. And basically, you know, this would be really helpful for the, you know, kind of like the the bootstrapper that money is a little hard. Emma, you know, laid it out, and actually, you can find it on her. YouTube channel. And, uh, and I think you also gave like a really good helpful uh, download as well that shows you step by step how to do it, which you just kind of laid out this whole path of, of, of setting up the store and getting started and the cost that the $10 cost is I'll let you tell the audience that's related to what
1: it's related to the domain name. That's the only <laughs> thing you need to buy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome stuff. So so I mean, yeah, I mean, Emma's you know, delivering real value and for the people that, especially the newbies that are looking to get started. And if you're looking to get started without much investment, I mean, wow. I mean, it it doesn't get much better than that for for somebody just to, to start taking action, right?
1: Yeah, exactly right. Everything you need is out there for free or like for a really low cost. It just does, it does take a little bit more extra time and learning. So that's why I put up a little guide on YouTube, uh, Real Emma Reed, if you want to check that out. Um, awesome. There is a the download that shows you how to sign up for Shopify developers, get the free uh, free trial, and also like buy a domain name, how to do that, how to add your email hosting, and also how to advertise with free traffic methods instead of paying for ads straight away. So it shows you all of that and people have given me some good feedback they're saying it's really helpful and it's allowing them to actually take action instead of worrying about all these fees and costs and saving money up so they can start it's allowing them to actually get started now and worry yeah. about the rest of it later
0: very well said man that is just awesome stuff real value there for sure and i'm telling you like yeah i, I haven't heard that anywhere else and that that's a really really good really good tip and and value one other thing that I was curious about, you know, related to like a drop shipping strategy. So, I know most drop shippers they kind of fall within one of these three different categories, like either they start like a general store or they start a niche store or they start like a single product store. And what what's been your approach?
1: All of my successful stores have been one product stores.
0: Wow. Not not
1: everyone not everyone can do that, but since I've had experience in like you know the online world, I'm able to kind of put a unique spin on the product and really dive deep into the audience and sell it that way with a one product store. But for beginners, it's better to start out with like a a niche store. Uh, I wouldn't recommend general, but niche kind of allows you to dive deep into the audience because they're all similar people. Um, but if you have a general store it you can't you can't kind of all over the place yes you can test more products yes you can jump on the trends and buyer products and stuff like that but mm-hmm. if you want like a long term store a long term business and start putting unique angles on things then you do want a niche or a one product store
0: wow wow that's really awesome and in testing the one product store so So how do you know, like, what's your research to try to identify if it's a winning product worth building out?
1: So I kind of do it a little bit differently. Uh, Like I said, I don't follow trends and stuff. So I'm not looking for the next, like, winning hot product that's going to go viral or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I I look for things that I can see and, you know, they solve a problem. There is a need, but I can kind of advertise them in a different sort of way than other people usually would expect it to be advertised as. Mm. So, um, when, when I stumble across, like, I don't dive deep into researching products. I seem to, they seem to pop out at me, like the the <laughs> most recent one that I, that I'm testing is something my mom bought on Aliexpress and I looked at it and I was like, this looks really useful, but no one's selling this. Let's, let's give that a try. It was something, <laughs> something really weird.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: But but yeah, and that's, it started working.
0: that's
1: yeah <laughs> yeah it, it started started working
0: the product um, research yeah
1: <laughs> yeah and my mom was the the target market so I could study her and ask her questions that's a yeah. good way to to really um test a product. Yeah. Like she's already bought it. She's already bought it. So obviously she wanted this for some reason. Let's ask her why.
0: No, that's awesome for sure. Yeah. And, you know, another question is, so with the one product store, do you still follow that strategy? So like, are you launching one product stores through that developer network? And then if you see it get in sales, then you then you upgrade it to to the full store?
1: Yep, pretty much. I wow, still follow awesome. that, that, that strategy. I launched through developers, I set up a whole store around the product, do like the branding or all of that, the Instagram account, the Facebook account, everything set up. It takes a lot of extra time, but it's worth it if you find a product. That's why uh, niche stores can be of a bit of a benefit if you were testing new products all the time. But I tend to really find this good one, like just take one and spend the extra time to build it around that. And after that, I, you know, I set up Instagram. I start marketing it on there with organic traffic methods. So, you know, participating in the community, um, asking people for feedback, uh, basically just interacting with potential customers, um, putting up posts and seeing if I get some traffic and interest and clicks. And that helps you do audience research as well, like actually find where your customer is, who they are. And yeah. why they want to buy it for you. And with that, if you're getting sales that way organically, then, you know, it's something that is probably going to work. So you go from there.
0: Wow, really awesome. Yeah. And I could see, you know, that that same approach working very well in your testing. And while you're testing, you know, you're not, you're not losing or investing that much, that much money up front while you're still testing it out. And as you can see, and hopefully the audience is seeing is that it all goes back to testing to see what works, you know, you're, you're you're doing, you know, some research to a certain extent, and then really just kind of throwing it out there to see, to see what works.
1: Yeah, exactly. All about the testing. <laughs>
0: <That's awesome. laughs> no, for sure. You know, one of the things that, uh, that I did want to talk to you about, because I, I've, I've been asked this a lot. And that's why I'm really glad to have you on the show, because people would ask me, why don't you have more e-commerce women on the show? And I said, I'd love to, you know, I, I need to, to get more recommendations. And I'll try to find, you know, more people online as we go through so I'm looking for more recommendations. I kind of feel like and maybe you can you can give me your perspective. My background's in technology. I've been in technology for about about 20 years since the dot com boom. Uh, I have my own tech company and I proved out all different forms of online business. I don't want to talk too much about my story, but what I wanted to relate to was that a part of the movement to encourage more women to get into coding and and into STEM. You know, there's been, you know, a big movement to, to help encourage women into there. It, it feels like it's similar in the e-commerce space as well that, you know, we should be encouraging more, you know, women into in, this space to, to venture into over overcome, you know, what m- might seem, you know, scary or fearful. And you've been doing a great job at that. But I was curious about, you know, your perspective.
1: Well, honestly, I don't know many women in this game either. Like there's um, Wholesale Ted, uh, Sarah from Wholesale Ted on YouTube. She's really big, uh, but she's mainly the only person that's I know that's actually succeeding, like a, a woman in dropshipping at the moment.
0: Uh-huh. But
1: like I said, I've only been networking for a while in this space now and I haven't really connected with many people. So I'd love to connect me with more women as well. That would be awesome. So send yeah. them my way if you do find them.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, following uh following our conversation here, I actually we're going to have two other women drop shippers that are crushing it in in drop shipping as well. One is Naz and another one is Dara. but to them there, that yeah, absolutely crushing it, and I thought it was like really cool that now all of a sudden starting to see you know at least them coming out of the woodwork. But yeah, I mean, kind of like what you were touching on, I think there's some similarities to like you know the same way like you know coders and technology and coding. I've been a part of like the Code.org movement, teaching kids out of code. adults but then also now we have this movement of I think they call like you know girl code or like just to kind of encourage you know more women to get into the technology space and I think some similarities here in in the e-commerce space and drop shipping where
1: yeah I, I think most of the reason that women aren't really involved in this space is because they're focused on building their own personal brands up on Instagram doing blogging creating their own line of products whereas like AliExpress dropshipping you don't have to be the face of your brand and men like doing it that way it's kind of attractive because if you're able to hide behind a store name then you're not really risking your own face your own um personal brand unless it goes big and then you can be like okay well now I've done this thing I've achieved it let's put it out public so i think women might like to avoid that like i know i did want to avoid that i didn't really want people to know what i was doing i don't really know why that is i've just always been a bit of a private person and i think a lot of women out there are the same Uh, a lot of people in general are the same Uh, i think a big part of it as well is because men are wired to take more risk women are like the primal urge is to, you know, be nurturers and don't don't take as many risks, and that could be another reason why more men are in this space. Um, but I do think there is a lot more women out there dropshipping than we know of. They're just yeah. keeping it a bit more private. And I hope I hope to, you know, be that that figure that tells them that you know just go put yourself out there because we're not we're not judging you. Um, the men aren't judging you for you know creating these awesome brands these awesome dropship businesses it's just it's just awesome to be doing that
0: yeah yeah for sure for sure and uh, and and I was catching on that too so like I uh I had a chance to to interview Jessica from from Oberlo and it was really cool talking to her she has a really great understanding of of dropshipping and e-commerce and you know she's that YouTube personality uh, you know, for Oberla, which is just like really awesome. But the reason why I brought her up was because, I mean, she's already had you know some guests on her YouTube channel that were that were that were female dropshippers. So I remember that uh, she had at least a couple that uh, that I'm planning to reach out to as well to invite as as future guests on on the show. So kind of like what you said, there's 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 also a good good number of. Of dropshippers, I would say both male and female, that they're not looking to be a uh, you know a you know personal brand. They're just kind of like you know just crushing it quietly and you know running their business like a business. And uh, and I think Jessica's doing you know really good. And I think they 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 have the data because you know now that Oberlo is owned by you know Shopify or acquired by Shopify that uh you know they have the data so they they can see you know you know who is actually crushing it and i think you know they're reaching out to those individuals and you know that was the way that she worded it that you know there's some that have a really awesome success story but they're not necessarily looking to get out on youtube and and instagram and be you you know a, a big uh you know personal brand like we see on you know you know, other professional dropshippers. So there's a good mix, which uh, which is there. And hopefully, uh, but I think there's, you know, their stories would be, you know, be really awesome. Awesome to hear. And
1: yeah, those are the people that you've really got to watch out for because they're sneaky. They're doing big things and without you watching. <laughs> you, just, you just wait. They'll rise up eventually. Exactly. Uh, I did. I, I was keeping it all under wraps because, you know, like I said, I was a private person, but... I realized that there's so much more personal growth as well as, you know, when you're in the spotlight, I don't, I don't like being in the spotlight, but I'm realizing now that it's important if you have something to share with the world, if you really want to teach other people, which I'm finding that I really enjoy like talking to other people about this stuff, teaching my strategies, uh, talking about the mindset that's, that's really key. Um, I know a lot of people like, are like me and they don't want to be in the spotlight. They don't want all this attention around them. But if they do have something to share and they're passionate about that, then they should definitely think about building a personal brand about, around it because yeah. it opens up so many new opportunities moving forward as well. Uh, Especially just being able to bounce ideas off the wall with other people like you, like masterminds, or even just DMing people in the space. If you build that audience around yourself, then you you are able to propel yourself higher, and that's what I'm trying to do here.
0: Very, very well said, for sure. And uh, I mean, it becomes a win win situation, just like you said. Opportunities open up, and the other thing is the is the fulfillment uh, in it, meaning that, you know, when, when you, when you kind of get the words back from a person that, that you helped and they're just like, you know, so thankful or appreciative and like, you know, oh, you, you know, you changed my life, you know, those type of uh, those things knowing that, okay, you know, you shared something of value to help out another person because of what's working for you is now working for them and uh, you know that that type of fulfillment are you experiencing that right now
1: yeah for sure i was actually uh, feeling a little bit empty doing all those big numbers and you know kind of was questioning am i actually having an impact on the world or am i just going to be this middleman um, by selling drop shipping products and <laughs> i know there's there's people out there that have felt the same at one point yeah. and it gets when you're at a certain level of success your mindset kind of changes. You need more than just money. And I'm finding that by, um, you know, speaking about it and helping other people along on their journey. And in return, I'm learning from them as well.
0: Powerful stuff for sure. Wow, Emma, this is really great stuff. And you know what? It actually uh, kind of sparked a a, a question. So, like, so when did you you like recently started your youtube channel as well right
1: yeah uh back in june
0: yeah
1: wow. so it's been about like just a- over a month and a half or a little bit more
0: wow wow that's awesome yeah no i see a big future for you for sure as things go so i would say and how often are you dropping uh videos on this?
1: um at the moment it's just once a week but i'm planning on doing more that's cool i did ha- I did get a bit of content up there in the beginning, but you know I'm getting better at recording videos and actually thinking about the value bombs that I want to drop on there. So I'm doing a (laughs) bit of planning. (laughs) Um, I I did start a Facebook group recently called Ecom Elves, like the little magical creatures with (laughs) pointy ears.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I did. And
1: yeah, I hope to drop a lot more value in there as well. And. You know, get the discussion going because people interacting with other people can spark those questions and unique answers that I can't answer in DMs or in my videos. Like it's it's a better way for people to communicate in a group setting because other people learn along with you.
0: And uh, and what's the story behind, you know, picking the name Elf?
1: Uh, so my friend Carlos said that I should get some Elf ears
0: because.
1: Uh. um on on Instagram, there's this dude called Ken Lamas, uh, and <laughs> and he one day he told me that I look like an elf, and he sent a picture of it, and I put it up on my story, and yeah. everyone everyone was agreeing. So <laughs> <I heard laughs> Carlos over there told me I should get some elf ears, and wear it on my YouTube videos, but I, that didn't really feel like me, so I didn't do it. But after a long conversation with another friend, Bree, from IG Personal Branding on Instagram, so wow. a lot of name drops there, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. we, we were talking about, you know, what I wanted to do moving forward and what kind of communities and impact I want to have. And I decided, why not throw up this Facebook group called Ecom Elves and I'll make myself the face of it, put up my pointy ears, my $4 ears that I bought on Amazon and, awesome. you know, go from there. Create a army of powerful people, magical people that can do powerful things if they set their mind for it. Yeah. Don't wait around for Santa to gift you the present. You have <laughs> to go out there and make it yourself because you're the elf.
0: Yeah. You're the
1: elf in this situation. You do the doing
0: make it happen yeah that's really yep, awesome. Yep. really good story make- behind that too and i think it was yeah, make- that that helped recommend you to to be on the show which is awesome so so shout out to to carlos and uh yeah and everyone you mentioned we'll be sure to to drop that in the in the show notes as well uh their tag names that's and stuff and and yeah i do remember awesome. the picture because i think uh I did uh, uh, take a, a screenshot of that and shared it on the story that you're going to be a future uh, uh, special guest on Tech Money Talk. So that is uh, really awesome a really cool photo for sure. And uh, and noticing the Ecom Elves, I, I uh, requested uh, to join as well. So that's awesome. So yeah, I'd like to be a part of that group too.
1: Awesome. I'll make sure you get let in. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a private group at the moment, but you can request access and I'll just approve it
0: yeah yeah that's cool awesome stuff well so for the audience what what are the best ways to follow you
1: so i'm most active on instagram that's at real emma Reed. and you can of course join ecom elves where the magic happens and follow me along on youtube as well it's real emma Reed as well
0: awesome stuff awesome stuff Yeah, well, this is really great, man. It's been a real pleasure having you on the show and and talking through uh, all these tips and and your story behind this and uh, just really great stuff. And, uh, oh, actually, I just remembered, you know, is it cool to uh, follow up with you later in the year to see how things are going?
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Oh, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great for sure. Well, this has been awesome. I'm, you know, really, really glad to have you on the show. You dropped a lot of value for the audience. And I want to give you a chance to leave some closing remarks, so I'll let you take it away.
1: Okay, so basically, I would say test a lot of shit like me. Throw shit at the wall and see what sticks, because you're never going to know what works until you actually test it. Sure, you can follow people's courses, their step-by-step instructions, but that doesn't really teach you how to do it for yourself, how to spot opportunities, how to come up with your own strategies and tactics and that's what I hope to teach people and do it through dropshipping because that is the practical that is the practical experience and yeah you've definitely learned by doing and opening your mind up to what is out there
0: wow awesome stuff very well said and been well awesome stuff Emma I'm really glad to have you on the show Uh, Thank you for your time. Uh, It's been really awesome.
1: No problem. Catch you next time.
0: So I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Tech Money Talks. I hope everything was helpful and thought-provoking and somewhat entertaining. If you want to learn more about this topic, please let me know so I know what to focus on in future episodes. My goal is to teach people how to make money with the opportunities that technology can bring. And if you like this episode, please show your support by subscribing, leaving an awesome review. And in the meantime, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. My tag name is Tech Money Talks. Thanks again. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Peace.